across Kapiti in Horafenua in New Zealand and this week it's a bit of a bit of a family affair really as uh, a few things happened over the past couple of weeks that made me think about how people perceive people with I don't know illnesses autism Parkinson's all kinds of stuff and one question that people ask me quite a lot is what do your children think about you being sick? And I always say that they're totally fine and they don't care. But I thought it would be really interesting if I actually found out. So with that in mind, I've been joined by the wonderful Amelia Fitton. Yoda. <laughs> I'm the lovely Kitty's daughter. Yeah, so Amelia is my daughter. She's um am I allowed to call you a child now? I, I think I'm always going to be a child to you. Uh, you reckon? Uh, Amelia's recently celebrated her 18th birthday and is now officially a young adult. And so I have to take you seriously now. They can't see you nodding. It's radio, Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I, I, um. I suppose the question I would ask you is, I mean, I, I've I've had Parkinson's for about eight years, but I've been diagnosed about seven. So you were, you know, about 10 years old. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? I don't remember a time before you had Parkinson's. So I remember one day you talking about a limp because you'd been running and you fell off a pavement. And that's about the earliest that I remember. Yeah. And you always talk about how it affects us. But the way that we operate our family dynamic is we don't let it bog us down. So while it's something that's continually got worse, it's become something we've had to deal with instead of something that we put a big bad label on. Because if we did that, then it'll all be woe is us but mm. that's not who you brought us up to be oh gosh i don't know what to say to that that's kind of really nice like think as a mum um so you said that you um you, you said that you noticed that it got it got progressively worse mm. um what what kind of stuff have you noticed so no pressure some t- <laughs> Obviously the frequent hospital visits, but also in your hands sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're just standing or sitting, I see your hands shaking and also your decreased inability to walk and etc. So when, for example, you're picking me up from orchestra and we're walking together, we have to walk slower, which isn't something I mind because I care about you. But it's something that's again we've just had to adapt to. Yeah. So remember the Hemi? <gasps> Goodness. Yeah. So when doing the Hemi, um, when with my younger siblings, I had to didn't have to, but stayed behind with mum. Yeah, so so for clarity, about three, four weeks ago we decided mm-hmm. to climb a hill, which I say a hill. This is New Zealand folks. This is a mountain. Wait, it, it's a 
pretty big hill behind the hill, uh, the township of Waikanae called the Hemi Martanga. And we have done this in the past day and mm -hmm. I've got up there in about an hour. Yeah. Which is not amazing, but it's it's okay. I can live with that. And we decided to climb it and, well, I, I think it's fair to say I, I struggled a bit, eh? Yeah. So we had to um, basically just stop a bit more. Mm. And it wasn't linked to anything physically wrong, which is what most people get their, find it hard to get their heads around. It's because mum is able to climb stuff. She's been doing her biking and etc. in the morning, so she's mm. working on her fitness. But the reason she had to stop wasn't because she was out of breath, well, she was. <laughs> it, it was more that her legs wouldn't move. Yeah. So, like, I, I, yeah, it, it was, it was quite hard, eh? And, and I, I did actually get upset quite a few times, uh, because it's this weird thing where you know that you know there's nothing actually kind of really wrong with your legs. And yet it was so hard to pick each leg up and, and move them. My right one was fine. My left one was incredibly difficult. And we'd gone with um, my twins and, and Amelia. And uh, I swear to say that I couldn't have got up there without you. Mm. I really, I really was quite grateful. I was more than quite grateful, <laughs> actually. And... One thing I noticed, because obviously you talk a lot about not invisible disabilities, but like sort of like that sort of vibe not affecting it how you think. Mm. But while we were going up as well, you could almost sort of tell when people passed us. <laughs> they were likely thinking, oh, look, She's at, really unfit. look at that fat woman. <laughs> when that isn't the case. Yeah. Like you are, but that wasn't. <laughs> We're a firm believer in being honest. <laughs> All right. I, I'm, a, I'm a little overweight. I'll give you that. <laughs> she's, she's still beautiful. Oh, that's so kind. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little overweight, but I, I am. Um, yeah, I, I, Fat I have isn't been... a bad word. No, it isn't. And, and I am working very hard on my fitness. Woo. Woo! And and as it said in in a recent movie about about dolls, you know you can't be everything. You've got to be. Uh, you can't. You, you can't be thin. You have to want to be healthy. Oh, you Barbie! Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of like Annabelle or something. You know, there's like scary dolls in my. No, I, I was meaning the Barbie movie. <laughs> that, that amazing speech that she gave about mm -hmm. like. You know, you can't be fat, you can't be thin, you can't be this, you can't be that. And actually, um, it, yeah, I'm a big believer in that. Um, yeah, it, it's hard because I know that I'm fitter than, I'm fitter than I appear. But mm. I, I just sometimes can't You're, do you're more stuff. flexible than me. <laughs> yes. Than an 18-year-old, this 46, 47, 40... <laughs> 28-year-old. I'm, I'm, I'm an ex-teenager. Well, let's go back to judgment, right? Mm. And, and yeah, you're right. Every time somebody went past us on, on the hill, I was like, 
I wanted to go. I'm not lazy. I've got Parkinson's. But then I don't really want to go around. Mm. I don't know. There's one thing I did notice is that Parkinson's, while being the fastest neurological disease, fastest growing neurological disease in the world, um, is that people still don't realise how it affects people's lives. So, for example, at school, I'm part of lots of different committees and stuff. And I'm known as the person that whenever they bring up fundraising ideas, I go, Parkinson's New Zealand. And I won't name names because I won't embarrass him. But there was this kid who, even after I've been suggesting it for like most of the year, and it's quite common knowledge that my mum has Parkinson's, he was like, so do you know someone who has Parkinson's? And it's like, well, yes, my mum. <laughs> so people don't realise that it actually affects people, if that makes sense, and don't see it as a big bad. Well, they think it's like your grandparents or your, you know, something like that, eh? Mm. And I know that I always get, oh, you're very young. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I am. I'm so young. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in all seriousness, it's, they're always shocked and then they kind of go, mm -hmm. oh, but you, you look really good and you don't look like you're mm. sick. Yeah. Which is something I know Emma's complained about as well. And you want to say to them, yeah, that's that's great. I, I'm glad that I don't look sick and I'm glad that I don't appear, you know, visually to be to be ill. But actually I am. And, and that doesn't take, you know, the fact that I might look all right while you see me fully medicated doesn't mm -hmm. take away from the fact that I have a very serious illness. Mm-hmm. Because it is a very serious illness. It's, um, yeah, it, I, and, and you know, like, like we've said before, we don't think too much about the seriousness of, of what it is because that's quite frightening. Mm -hmm. Because there's, um, because like through Girl Boss, I've talked to a lot of like other young women basically, and there's a lot of talk on how there's a whole class of diseases, disabilities, conditions, whatever you want to call them, that aren't viewed as as bad, I'm doing air quotation marks here, mm. as things such as, for example, cancer. That's a very bad thing, not saying it's not a bad thing. It's like cancer is quite, quite serious. Quite serious, but... It's more than quite serious. <laughs> but, for example, they'd say... Cancer is something that affects your family, whereas one of these invisible disabilities isn't. Yeah, because there's this perception, isn't there, that cancer affects everyone, whereas Parkinson's only affects the elderly. Mm -hmm. And that is, no matter how much we fight it, that is still a perception. Um, mm -hmm. And I know, I mean, there's, there's some people in the UK I've met through Parkinson's groups and stuff, one person I know has had Parkinson's since the age of seven, which is just incredible. Um, and, you know, so many people who've got it in their 20s and 30s. I mean, there I was thinking I was quite young at 42. It was actually, pff, I've got nothing on some of these people. Um, and that's quite, it's quite sobering, really, when you think of it like that. And And... But people just still persist in this idea. It's sometimes it's sometimes hard for me, if I'm being honest, when I look at stuff about local charities or people trying to raise awareness for for things. And sometimes it's for quite niche 
you know things or like so you know such and such has got a, a rare disease and they need help and such and such has got this and they need and i'm not saying they don't need help and i'm not saying that they're not laudable and and very good things to support but i feel like i'm stuck in a no man's land sometimes because people look at me and think that i'm not really ill or the thing that i have isn't kind of worthy if you like of a second glance or you know, isn't as important as other things but it is a, an incredibly disabling disease and i think one reason i i'm I, the only reason i'm not more disabled is because of the early morning bike rides and exercise and weightlifting mm. and which is incredibly exhausting it makes me so tired it's very difficult sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, that sounded quite depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did hear of a, of a wonderful charity event in Auckland a couple of weeks ago uh, where they raised over $170,000 towards research. So that was incredible. I was really pleased about that. Mm. But I see like a general trend almost. For example, with Parkinson's, you imagine those who already aren't able to help themselves mm. and don't see people who are affected by, for example, whether it be Parkinson's or um, uh, the ovary, ovarian, you know the one I'm talking about? Ovarian cancer? No, the... Um, Fibromyalgia? No, it's the one where lots of young, lots of women have it and it's one of the most painful PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome. Polycystic ovary syndrome. Yeah, but it's basically a really painful disease that a lot of women experience and it can like affect your um ability to like reproduce in some cases. That and sounds it's horrific. And it's often um again hard to um often not diagnosed much. Yeah. Um because of um like just thinking it's like period pain and stuff. But those that are experiencing it are sort of infantilized almost, as in saying, "Oh, it's not that bad." Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Like it's like, "Oh well, it's just it's just pain, like period pain," and mm -hmm. that women are, are meant to be able to deal with that stuff anyway. And yeah, and like with yeah. Parkinson's, it's like it's not that bad. It's just like some shaking hands. Yeah, you know? it's just a bit of shaking and, you know, never mind all the other stuff mm -hmm. um, that goes along with it. But cause... a lot of invisible disabilities struggle with that. Mm. And we're not expecting everyone to be educated in every single disease and condition there is out there because you'd have to be mm. a specialist doctor to know that. But more understanding when someone comes and says, I do have this thing and not questioning it. And not questioning the impact it has on their lives, as you don't know. Yeah, I remember somebody once said to me, your experiences are still valid. And even though they may, you know, let's, like some people say, for example, oh, look on the bright side, at least you don't have insert name of awful illness here. And you're like, well, no, I don't have horrific, awful, whatever you want to inflict upon me. But... What I've got is still pretty bad mm -hmm. and it does not lessen the impact upon me personally because it's 
it's the mental impact as well because you know that you're always you're never going to get better mm -hmm. which is a horrible thing people don't like it when you say that you go this is it this is as the healthiest i'm ever going to be i'm never going to get better i'm always going to be on a decline and i'm on medication for the rest of my life and, and that's just how it is mm. um and of course i do worry about the future and i do worry about i worry about what i'm going to look like if you children ever get married or do you know what i mean graduation or just birthdays and bob's will stay with you <laughs> bob's is my daughter <laughs> um, yeah um but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't know what I mean. You're 18. <laughs> There's always an uncertainty with the future, especially when you don't have a control over what your body does. Yeah. Because there's always a aspect of that in our lives. We don't know what will happen in the future, but you have a determined decline in your future. But mm. that does help you live in the moment more, as well, I've realised. Yeah. Because one thing is that my mum and my dad, they split up, as I'm sure you all do know. Or maybe you don't. Haha, <laughs> new information. But <laughs> mum getting Parkinson's is one of the best things I think that happened to her. In the sickest, in a so sick <laughs> way. Is because if she didn't get Parkinson's, she would still likely be with my dad. And she wasn't happy with him. And when she split up with him, she started comedy radio shows and able to gain her own independence and spend more time with us and quality time at that. So while these conditions or diseases suck, it's what you make it. And while there's always negative aspects and we can't stop that, you've got to live in the day because you never you if you know something bad is going to happen in the future why don't you live good now that's probably speaking from like an, an experienced point of view but I, you know I, like, I was so eloquent until you live, said, live good, good now, now. <laughs> because the world sucks and the world does bad things to good people yeah yeah and and it's funny because when I, I remember getting diagnosed and being told to live in the moment and I thought, what on earth does that mean? Shove off. You're not the one who got diagnosed. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand what that means. But I, I do I do more now. And, um, you know, <laughs> to quote everybody's favourite Parkinsonian chap, Michael J. Fox. Whoa. 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 I mean, he did say that... Um, it's really important to live in the moment and um mm. i kind of i kind of know what he means now he mm. got slammed apparently for saying it was a, a gift you know it's, it, that is a bit fine but well you've just said it's the best thing that ever well, happened to me it is. <laughs> it is but there's also i think we always have to be careful on saying live in the moment because that almost idolizes it because yeah, and living in the moment could also just be... I'm going to go empty my bank account tomorrow. Yeah, but it could just be, for example, enjoying a cup of tea on the porch. Or yeah. watching a TV show with all your family. Yeah, I have to admit, quite quite often now, if something happens, 
especially with what happened with Mike, tune in and check out the other episodes. Um, <laughs> quite often, you know, if, if he gets upset about something, I'll just say, hey, the sun's shining or maybe the sun's not shining. Maybe it's raining. That's good. It means the grass will grow and the trees will grow and we'll have great strawberries this year. And won't that be nice? And let's just enjoy this cup of tea. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's yeah. And it's not saying that you're not fatalistic and you're you, sorry that you're fatalistic and that you're not thinking about the future because you are. But uh, I do think you, you have to look harder for those, you know, um, little uh, nuggets of happiness. Oh, that sounds almost bordering on depression. <laughs> well, with Parkinson's, you have a oh, depression. Don't start that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So Amelia, what do you think is is gonna? I mean, do you, is there anything that you would want to say to people about having a mum with Parkinson's? You can say anything you want. <laughs> Pressure. Pressure. Um, it's that while it does affect me, it's also taught me important lessons in like just getting on with stuff. Because while it sucks, and I know that like sometimes I have to take on a little bit more responsibility because like mum's feeling down, I wouldn't change it because I change who my mum is. So, what Amelia doesn't realise is being the eldest means she has to deal with everything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just. How do you think it's affected you more than other? kids who don't have sick parents i i think i tend to see you more emotional more often because when my friends talk about oh i saw my parents and like they're really upset and that's like odd for them but i feel like you're in a constant state of ah <laughs> uh, there's not really an adjective <laughs> that starts it very well you mean yeah i guess i can be a bit up and down but, but that's a condition of like it's everything. also the fact that i've got four teenagers and i vary between well, i don't hey, think the four teenagers caused the cardiac arrest or the multiple ambulance trips or the hospital appointments yeah my, this this is real life people right? <laughs> this is you know I, I don't i don't know i don't need to watch tv i can just carry on living life hey um would you change it no, and I also wouldn't put myself as like, oh, woe is me, because everyone has stuff that sucks. Mm. And while you can be sad about it, and sometimes you do need to be sad about it, you need to just get up and do stuff. Mm. And Live your life, eh? That's what I'd say if like something sucky is happening to you. Mm. You can be sad about it, you can, like wallow but don't let it consume you because then it's much harder to you can out. be upset about it and that's okay yeah. and you can spend time feeling feeling bad and, and sometimes the odd can... pity part is quite good for it's you quite nice yeah mm. endorphins is released when you cry but then yeah you can't well i don't think you can keep it up forever mm. if you've enjoyed this you can catch up with me either on coast access radio or at kittyfitten.com 
where all the previous episodes, podcasts and the blog are about living life with Parkinson's. I've been Kitty Fitton and you've been... Amelia Fitton. Thank you very much and we'll see you again in two weeks. This program was made with assistance from New Zealand on air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.org.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand on air.